Excuse me. Uh huh. The police are here. They asked for you. Tell them I'll be right there. Okay. And now, the rest of my conversation with Julia Gehring for What I Love About Wes Anderson, Part 2. All right, so we're into the top five now. Top five. So this is big. Which I will say, like, top top four, top five, kind of, besides my favorite one, it can all go kind of, like, any way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I like all of them so much. I agree. Top my, my top five is the same way. Like, it's sort of <laughs> interchangeable. Yeah, mixed bag. But, okay. Um, my number five is Isle of Dogs, so. All right, Isle of Dogs. I, it's another one, like what you were saying, like, I think I just really like the movie. It, it, it's not perfect, but, and I don't actually understand why a lot of people don't like it. Like, obviously, I, it's up to whoever, because like, whatever you feel when you watch a movie, I totally respect. But to me, I've always just really liked Tile of Dogs. Like I said, it's like my dad's favorite movie yeah, sometimes. He, he watches um, that a lot, yeah. He adores the film. So I feel like, one, I can't really not like it in my family. Um, <laughs> but two, I've always, like, I've seen it a couple of times and it's always just, like, really enchanted me. Um, I'm also a dog person, so that might play into it. That's true. I should have mentioned that about me, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this movie is sort of penance for the fact that Wes Anderson has this weird, like, propensity of killing dogs in a lot of movies. <laughs> you think back. Um, That's true. So I Love Dogs, he was like, here's a movie all about dogs, which <laughs> there are still dogs that die in the movie. Oh, but, yeah. Um, he the definitely solidifies himself as a dog lover. Um, but yeah, I, I like the, it's very creative. Um, the sushi scene I think about pretty often, um, especially just like the amount of talent that the animators were, um, the animators reached to create mm, that. Totally. Um, and the one thing I haven't said that I wanted to make sure I said was like, Wes Anderson definitely is an auteur. Um, uh, but I think that sometimes the people who work with him don't get as much credit as they deserve. Totally. Like he is an amazing writer and director, but he also has a team of production designers, makeup artists, costume um, animators on his animated movies, editors, like all of these people who work together with him to create it. And yes, he is the driving force behind it. But I just wanted to say that I think that those people need to get a little bit more credit. And I think that in a lot of senses, when we talk about auteur, this is a completely different thing, but like- no, go off, do it. Yeah, auteur yeah. theory, I believe in in some senses, but I also think that like the people who they work with don't always get as much credit for um, helping them bring that vision to life um, because um, they're like, wow, this is such an auteur. This is such an amazing, like, only he, because it's usually a man, can create this amazing story and world. And it's like, well, that's actually not true because every film takes thousands of people to create the story. 
And um, I don't know, I just think that production design, especially production design on Wes Anderson movies, those designers deserve so much credit because Wes Anderson isn't the one who is building sets and creating costumes and perfecting makeup looks and all of those things. He's not the one who's doing that. Maybe he's the one who um, has a lot of input on it, but he's not a production designer. And so... I think definitely as we get into like French Dispatch, Grand Budapest, Hotel, all of those movies, like mm. they're amazing because of the world that is created in them. But it wasn't Wes Anderson who like solely designed the world. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's I, cool. No, no, I think that's totally cool. Sorry, did you have something else you were saying? Or... No, go ahead. Okay. I, I think it's totally cool that you brought up sort of that critique of the auteur theory in the context of Wes Anderson, because a lot of people consider Wes Anderson sort of maybe like the last auteur or, or, or if not the last auteur, maybe the best example of an auteur working today in in Hollywood or in world cinema, really. But, but I think you bring up such valid points that even if Wes Anderson is a director whose style and and output is so distinctly him and so distinctly his thing um that we could definitely categorize him as an auteur i think you have to you have to look at all these other people working on these movies even you brought up production design which i totally agree i you you said something that i was thinking which it's like wes anderson isn't working extra hours to paint the sets or something like that you know and you have to give even if the sets are designed in part by him you know it's like and and i think he deserves the credit for creating these worlds but it's like there's this whole team that does that but even with that you also the cast the actors that he works with are mm-hmm. always amazing like you know yeah. everybody wants to work with what's anderson so and the people that write the music you know all sorts of you know and he's he he's actually worked with a dp whose last name I don't know how to pronounce, but on a lot of films, it's Robert Yeoman. I don't know if that's how you say it, but there's some beautiful work that they've, the two of them have done together. Yeah. You know, so yeah, totally. I mean, just a general acknowledgement, even for the process of filmmaking, I think is, is huge here on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I am with the recent release of Stranger Things for, I have been watching some videos about like costume design and visual effects. Cause that team did like so much work to create the world of Stranger mm. Things for. And even I was watching a, a, a YouTube video about the costume designer and like the amount of work and thought that she put into every costume that she created for every character, like, and how it's built upon each season and things like that. I'm just like, I really don't feel like the costume designer or production or like a lot of art department for Wes Anderson movies gets as much credit as they deserve because um, his like movies have such a distinct feel. And it's like, he definitely creates that feel along his movies but it also is heavily reliant on these amazing artists that create like the sets and the costumes and like oh i totally agree and one more thought about this too is like wes anderson is somebody who is working with the same people over and over again which means he's a the type of filmmaker that creates an environment that people want to come back in that is collaborative and so i think it is important to acknowledge 
that collaboration, even as we praise yeah. him for his his vision, his skill, and his ability as a filmmaker. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. That's great. That's a great point. All right, cool. Um, where are we at number five? Do you have anything else you wanted to say before we move forward? No, share your number five. Cool. All right, number five. My number five is a movie called Rushmore which you already talked about and we already told some stories there Rushmore um I rewatched semi recently and I had it I think I maybe even had it lower before mm-hmm. but it's now like I don't even think I can explain to you like you explain things you don't like about Rushmore I don't even know if I can explain to you why I love Rushmore so much like but i just like watched it and i was like oh it's perfect like i was like oh it's a perfect movie (laughs) which is like shows how i still have it at number five how much i like Wes anderson you know i think i think the thing is though like for me like yeah max fisher is kind of a sociopath and um everybody kind of is just you know screwing each other over the whole movie you know like they're just kind of bad to each other and, but that's sort of the, the core. I think this is the first time we see Wes Anderson get there. You know, this is his second movie. And this is the first time we see the whole thing come together. And it's also hilarious. It is such a funny movie. Like, there are so many things in that movie that are hilarious. I, I think, you know, I think that there are... I just said it was perfect, and now I'm going to say, I think there are some things that maybe could be improved on. But, yeah. like, like you know, like... You know, I, I think um, it's still a very man story, obviously, you know, and, and yeah. that's one thing I think all of Woods Anderson's films are very male centered, you know. Yes. Um, yes. But I think there's still just that mournfulness in Rushmore that is also compounded with the joy of how he shoots. Like the thing about Wes Anderson is his style itself to me, it's part of how he communicates his theme and his joy you know so it's like the thematic impact and the emotional impact is directly informed by the style of the film and i think rushmore is the first time that really all comes together um mm. for me yeah. also dirk calloway like you said just the best Shout out to dirk calloway. Just, just the best man you know really the only man mm. in that movie a true yeah, a true, true a true lad through and through yeah. you know <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Margaret yes, Yang is great too. We we don't get yeah. enough Margaret. We needed Yang. more Margaret Yang. Yeah, in in Rushmore, but honestly, I, Max doesn't deserve Margaret Yang. I think I think that yeah, I think that Max. That I'd be paraphrasing um our 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 friend Ethan, is that <laughs> um friend of the show Ethan Nolan um where Max is just a boy, you know, he's just a, a, a kid still, you know? And so I think yeah. that's, um, and I guess he did save Vlad. Yeah. What, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the joke he makes to Luke Wilson. <laughs> oh, are, oh, are they? <laughs> or are they? <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. That was number okay. five. So number four, we're really like, we're really into it now you know yeah these are like my favorite ones yeah number four for me is the french dispatch boom the french dispatch um 
So yeah, most recent one. So it, it could be recency bias that it's my fate, my number mm-hmm. four. Um, but yeah, had a really great theater experience. It might have, if I'm thinking, it might have been the first Wes Anderson movie I've seen in theaters. Um, unless I saw Fantastic Mr. Fox, but I don't think I did. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't think we saw Mr. Fox. In yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it was my first theater Wes Anderson. Um, and yeah, I just loved it. Um, I, I, I will take this time to say that I think that Wes Anderson has a little bit of a problem writing female characters well in his movies, mm. not as bad as, um, maybe our dear friend, Christopher Nolan, but <laughs> I think- Friend or, of the show, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yes, or many other male filmmakers, um. Yeah. But I, I do have some of an issue with um, the way that a lot of female characters are like the only the object of desire and lacking in a lot of other um, aspects. And that might just be because he's a man. I think that he can get better at it, though. Um, yeah, so French Dispatch has a, a, a significant, like, good chunk of the first story is very much like Lea Sado is only object of desire. Mm. Um, and that kind of doesn't sit right with me, but um, I really love the second story with Timothy Chalamet. That might be because I love Timothy Chalamet, but I really like the second story. No, it's very good. I Yeah. yeah and, um, and I really liked uh, Frances McDormand in that. Oh, part yes. oh, she's such a great. great actress um but yeah and then the third story is great and i also love the owen wilson driving around yes. on the bike. um yes. but i think i just really liked the whole vibe of the movie and how it just was like so different from a lot of his other movies and i liked seeing him like stretch and show this like Here's like three stories and this is going to be like the most specific because he's so specific and this is going to be like the most specific and the most like um, intense kind of like way that he's told a story. And I just I like I liked it a lot and I had a great time and I, I I totally understand the criticisms of the movie, but like for me, it just hit me so much and like I just had a great time and I liked the like it reminded me of some like French new wave vibe and mm-hmm. French poetic realism kind of things. And it's not perfect, but I really liked the like vibe of him just having this creative reign over this weird story of three different stories. And yeah. And it was just fun. It's kind of like Wes Anderson, all-star actors, Kind of oh, yeah. all just everybody like, the whole movie. Everyone is uh, in that movie. <laughs> plus some new additions that I thought were really good, like um, like I said, Timothy Chalamet, Jeffrey Wright. This was his first one, and oh, Jeffrey he Wright is, is so I good love Jeffrey movie. Wright, but he's so good, and and I loved that story too. I so. think it's it's maybe the first one with Benicio del Toro too. I think. Oh yeah, and he's yeah. really good. I love that. I love yeah. I love all the segments there. Yeah, no. Okay. I totally, yeah, I think you brought up really good points. I agree. I don't think Wes is um, as good as friend of the show, Christopher Nolan, but or, or as I said, as good. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he is uh, 
as guilty of poor yeah. women care. But I totally agree with the points you brought up. And um, also, I do like Christopher Nolan. For those who are listening, I just think that he has a problem <laughs> writing female characters. I have a <laughs> child. <laughs> and yeah. my child. Yeah. 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 Um, yes. See Tenet. But we love, but but Christopher Nolan, who we assume is listening, you know. Christopher Nolan, our buddy. Love that guy. I love Inception. Yeah. I think that's a great movie. Well, have you ever ever, ever invited Chris Nolan over and screened one of his movies with him? Because he'll just do commentary for you while you're watching it. It's like, it's. That's amazing. (laughs) I, The Dark Knight, great movie. Great movie. Um, Okay. Anyways. Back to what's Anderson. Ask Parker about the Dark Knight sometime. <laughs> well, maybe sometime all of those, <laughs> all of that will be revealed. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, you you mentioned how you, you see where critics of French Dispatch are coming from. And, and to some extent, like, I agree with you. And to another extent, I was kind of really confused when some people when this premiered at Cannes and I read about it from America because I've not been to Cannes and Mm -hmm. people were like it's just too much it's just too much and so for my number four my number four is the French Dispatch as well hey our first same one first one where we were on the same page and um, (laughs) I just think you know obviously personal preference whatever like that's cool I just think for me like why would I complain about seeing a filmmaker as good as Wes Anderson just go off? Like, just, just yeah, completely yeah. go off. And and it's so, and I think, but the thing is, is like you talked about how like technically incredible this movie is. And mm-hmm. it has, it, he's literally throwing everything at the wall. Like there are black and white sequences, there are animated sequences. Yeah. Every aspect ratio switching around. But, Which I loved. Oh, I do I have not any problem with that. Oh no, I love it. And, it. and it all comes together. But the thing is, is it all just comes together for such an emotional uh, and moving thing. Like I felt like I just got like a hug from the guy watching yeah. French Dispatch. Because for me, it's all about, and all of his movies to some extent are about this, but it's just about the joy of being alive. Yeah. Even if you know that you're gonna die. Because I mean, that's the whole, again, like so many of his films, French Dispatch is framed through death it starts with bill murray's character's death and then we frame through mm-hmm. all this other stuff and and it's the final and there are other issue. deaths in the movie too so mm-hmm. yeah i mean the death that is in the the middle of the movie is extremely yeah. impactful and it's just such a lovely movie i like literally i'm thinking about it and i'm like i want to watch that again like i know like, i've only <laughs> seen it once. i want to see it again I I saw it. I, yeah go ahead I, I just thought of was like a lot of criticisms of this movie is like he Wes Anderson'd too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like for you and me, we both um, have never had a problem with yeah. maximalist filmmakers like sure. Baz Luhrmann. Um, so maybe that's why Cross we both heart. love French Cross Dispatch. your heart for Baz for a second. Yeah, there. Pour one because out. We are both Baz Luhrmann fans, and and maybe there's a study that needs to be done that those who are Baz Luhrmann <laughs> fans are French Dispatch fans. Yeah, maybe it's a Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a circle. It's just a circle. <laughs> yeah, but like, I think that there's something to be said about um, some people. Maximalism doesn't work for them, and that's fine. Mm. For some people, maximalism 
is great. And like, for me, I'm one of those people, like, I love watching a filmmaker just go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I like Baz Luhrmann, why I like Wes Anderson. I'm sure there's a third filmmaker I could bring up, but I can't think of anything right now. But like, friend of the I show, just, Christopher Nolan. You yeah. know, no, I'm just, just <laughs> Yes, my favorite director christopher Nolan. no um <laughs> i like him dad um anyway. <laughs> um anyways yeah. i just think yeah like wes anderson's a maximalist um in a lot of ways french dispatch was maybe one of the first times he like fully did it yeah he's a bit um, unhinged in french dispatch yeah you're like oh okay but, it's but so like good. if it's you so like good. that kind of thing french dispatch is great and yeah, oh, I totally, I totally agree. That's such a good thing to point out. I think you're right. Like we're maybe more, uh, you know, predisposed to enjoying yeah. a film like that. You know, sure. I, I, I think also like, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah, Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey Wright in that movie. Like the fact that he didn't get nominated for an Oscar. Not that that matters. <laughs> maybe that's another conversation. But like, come on, you know, he's so good at yeah. that. Movie and they're all good and i love i love them all and the owen wilson scene and yeah you know chef's kiss Mm. the only thing that was missing was luke wilson you're right luke wilson wasn't in that one which is too bad but and i love him oh i forgot and sam obisanya from oh yeah sam obisanya from from ted lasso is in that he he makes a a appearance ted lasso there's another movie recently that had a Ted Lasso jump scare in it. I wonder what that was. I talk about that. Okay, <laughs> let's let's keep let's keep rolling. We're if I'm doing my math correctly, we have the same three films remaining. So yeah, we do. We'll we see. Do. We'll see. So I don't think that, they're in the same order, though. Well, that means that our our top fours are the same, just in different orders, basically. Yeah. So that means Julia and I are pretty similar on our Wes Anderson preferences, it looks like, but True. that's cool. All right, well, let's see the order that appears here. Okay, my third favorite is Grand Budapest Hotel. The Grand Budapest. Who was um, at the Grand Budapest? I have seen this movie many times, I think three or four. Um, it hits every time it, it was sort of the go-to 2020 movie you know yeah it's kind of a yeah. comfort movie it's one of those movies where like anytime somebody's like i want to watch it i'm like yeah let's mm-hmm. watch it um i gave incoming message anyways continue that. No, um, <laughs> my do not disturb was on um oh, oh no you're good i actually our little brother and I gave the movie on Blu-ray to Parker for his birthday one they year. Did. Like this is a very meaningful film. Totally. Is. Um, I love the design. I love all of the characters. Um, there's so many like funny moments, so many cute romantic moments in this movie. But like, mm. he doesn't always have a lot of like cute romantic moments. Usually they're like sad romantic yeah. moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there are that too, but like. Um, I feel like the shot of Saoirse Ronan at the at the um, oh. at the carnival has to be brought up, and then them like making out in the movie theater, mm-hmm. and just like how much he loves at um, is her name Agnes? Uh, Agatha. Agatha. Just how much he loves Agatha. Um, 
Rafe finds, like, why is he not in more Wes Anderson movies? He is amazing. He needs to do more comedy because, yeah, like, I love Rafe Fiennes in this movie. The fact that, like, Everybody always casts him as the face of evil. And yeah, it's like actually so funny. Yeah. It's true. And he's so sweet. And like the fact that I am a grudge holder when it comes to actors who play bad people, (laughs) I do not forgive usually. Um, but I love Ray Fines and I forgive him because he's great in this movie for playing Voldemort and also a literal evil, the worst Nazi of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um Anyways, also he plays um, the Pharaoh in Prince of Egypt. Ramses. Um, okay, but yeah, Grand Budapest Hotel. It's number three for me. Well, like I said before, the top the top five are kind of like can move around a lot, but like it's number three for me because um, I do have a problem that is weird that I've actually never seen the whole thing because I fall asleep at some point <laughs> every time I'm seeing it. But I do think that that is sort of a bit of a, a um, like testament to the film that it's a comfort movie and it makes me feel good enough that I can fall asleep. So I that's a good spin. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, good. I love the movie. It's great, um, and I think that um, yeah, I think it's definitely one of his best. No, that's perfect. I I I yeah. I'll talk more about Grand Budapest in a second. I, I agree. I love the Grand Budapest Hotel. But my number three is a different movie on this list. And my number three is the Royal Tenenbaums. Um, and I, yeah, I love the Royal Tenenbaums. You know, I, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> no, I, it's just it's just the best movie. I mean, the soundtrack is probably you know the, the best like the needle drops in the royal tenenbaums are just perfect but mm-hmm. i think that royal tenenbaums may be better than any of the other films it has this thing that i have talked about which i probably talked about at the beginning of this podcast or in another podcast which is this idea that they all are sort of obsessed with death like they all it's all in their heads like royal is pretending to die they're literally just hanging out at the cemetery like like yeah. throughout the movie um and yet because of the way wes anderson shoots the movie because of the way the actors perform because of the style like i said before there's so much joy in that movie there's so much love in that movie there's so much happiness even though there are so many scenes that are so sad in that movie that are so hard to watch you know and that's why i think he can get you to like almost cry with just like or to cry with just like a line or two you know yeah for sure there's a line at the end of the movie and it's also hilarious of course and royal tenenbaums i think i think all of the three movies remaining and really most of these are just rewatchable like, yeah. all the time you know like Royal Tenenbaums is another one where like people are like let's watch this and I'm I'm literally always like yeah it's been yeah. It's, it's been a couple days you know <laughs> so yeah for sure. yeah no I I love I love Royal Tenenbaums and yeah but it just it had to go number three you know it had it had to hit number three so there mm-hmm. you go. I think I have a feeling where Royal Tenenbaums is for you. You but... could not. You know me, so you know. <laughs> but but anyways, um, okay. We are now on to the top two. Woo! So, 
You 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 go, Julia. I have a feeling we might have the same second favorite, which mine's fantastic, Mr. Fox. And mine is fantastic, Mr. Fox. Look uh, at that. So two and four, we are the same one. So that's that's it. <laughs> um okay. So um Fantastic Mr. Fox was the first one I ever saw. Um yep. because it came out when I was a kid and it was a kids movie and I'd read the Roald Doll book and um was like really excited for it. I remember actually being like, Oh my gosh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, that sounds so fun and we'd get it from the library and stuff and I feel like we watched it quite often when we were kids. I'm pretty um, sure that's how we saw it, was at the, the library DVD. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Stillcom Library. Stillcom Library. Um, yeah, so I just, the vibes of this movie are immaculate. The the characters, the voice acting performances, um, like George Clooney and Meryl Streep, come on. Uh-huh. Um, come on. We love, I even have a sticker from Fantastic Mr. Fox on my water bottle. It's of Ash with the bandit hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Fantastic Mr. Fox is just like, the story is great. And that obviously comes from Roald Dahl. So we love that. Um, but, we love Roald Dahl. But the, the like stop, the choice to do it stop motion and the way that they did it stop motion um it's some of the best stop motion i've seen i feel like um, oh, i'm not beautiful. i'm i'm not prolific in stop motion um not nothing like friend of the show shane but <laughs> i do love fantastic mr fox's stop motion um the, the like some of the shots in the movie i was like oh my gosh like um when um miss mr fox and and meryl streep miss fox are like like standing with like the water coming down um do you know what i'm oh, talking the, yeah about? no the waterfall scene in mr fox is just amazing like yeah that's, <laughs> that's <incredible>. um <laughs> and i just love like the scene at the end when they're dancing in the grocery store and oh. the joy it's such a funny movie um oh, 100%. like the vibes the the beauty the it's tight it's not like too much and it's not too little um yeah it's just kind of perfection and it and it just feels like fall and I am a basic white girl and I love fall so (laughs) I like to watch the movie so no I I mean honestly like you used a lot of superlatives and you've pretty much said exactly what I was gonna say like down the line like it's just beautifully animated beautifully executed it's hilarious it's fun it's fall you know Mm -hmm. i just think yeah it's just there's i think mr fox is just one of the most joyful movies like you can watch like period yeah it's just so full of joy and it, it still has all of those other wes anderson things like mr fox is very much a wes anderson character that you know it's sort of self obsessed and he's kind of you know he has to learn to be a little bit yeah. better and he doesn't learn everything but he learns to be a little better you know and yeah exactly yeah it's just it's just such a lovely movie and the, the music is great except for the bad song that pd wrote but besides that the bad song pd the bad song pd we say that we say that a lot <laughs> yeah we do you wrote a bad and- song 
Yes, and it's just so good. I I just there's it's hard to find anything that I don't like about it. So. Yeah. Well, I I used to have like I've alluded to had this period of time where I was like I don't like Wes Anderson that much, and you know I had this thing where because Mr. Fox was the first movie that I saw I was like oh it's not that I, yeah, it's kind of basic to like Mr. Fox but then when you watch it again you realize it, it's such a good movie like it doesn't yeah. matter like it's so good it doesn't yeah. matter it doesn't matter it doesn't who cares and Wes Anderson is awesome so like, yeah yeah it's so good so yeah well we, we basically we're covering the same bases there but yeah, yeah it's the best so it's so good all right so for those keeping track at home they know which movies are remaining and which movies are in each of our number one slots so let's why don't you go first julia and hit up the your favorite wes anderson movie (laughs) my favorite wes anderson movie is the royal tenenbaums um yeah i love Royal Tenenbaums. I have seen it so many times. I have it on Blu-ray, Criterion. Criterion. Um, it's. I I just like every time I watch the movie, there's something else that affects me um, in it. I think that it is his best story that he's written. Um, the characters are very well developed um the actors that play them the cast is amazing um like you have um luke wilson with his best performance in a movie dare i say um ben stiller also best performance that he's done friend of the show ben stiller yes i was talking about ben stiller yesterday with ethan who is my boyfriend um what we were just talking about how Ben Stiller is like he just like pulled a performance out of him that I'm like I don't know where that came from and like he really like he's a great person but I don't know if he'd ever he's reached the level that he reached in Royal Tenenbaums since in his acting um and yeah I just the whole cast is so good Angelica Houston is great I love um Danny Glover in the movie too. Yeah, Danny Glover is so great. good. So I, I love the story, and one of my favorite parts of the movie is just this like feeling that I think a lot of people feel right now. And if you don't feel this way, like I think that you're going to at some point in your life. But just this <laughs> feeling of like all of these kids were amazing when they were kids. Mm-hmm. They were like so talented, so smart so like celebrated and then they're adults and they suck they suck (laughs) so bad like they're terrible people now like ben stiller to a lesser extent but he's not like that great of a person still still having he's in crisis though yeah Yeah, his wife died he's going through a lot he's trying to be a good father he doesn't know how yeah and gwyneth paltrow like doesn't love her husband she's in love with her brother who's stepbrother um yeah. <laughs> and um but she like so it's still, still kind of weird but it's weird know, but it's yeah. Wes Anderson 
she she wants to be she was this prolific playwright as a child and then she just turned into nothing and she just spends her whole day in the bathtub and smoking cigarettes that nobody knows about richie amazing 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 tennis player is lovesick and depressed and hates his life and they all suck like they just hate everything and their dad is terrible but by the end of the movie that none of them are perfect or good but they just suck a little bit less and it kind of like speaks to this feeling of like yeah we all just need to try we all just need to keep trying to be better and like trying to be with the people who make us better Hmm. and like um I just feel like this is his movie that reaches that point the most. Like, um, it, it's it's raw, and a lot of his movies aren't raw. And, like, it's one of the only ones that I've, like, almost cried in for, like, an emotional reason. Um, and you just watch these people grow and fail and try and suck and it's symmetrical and it's beautiful and it makes it it just like it's not his most pretty movie but it is really pretty at the same time it's a gorgeous movie like it it is it's like grimy but pretty and i just don't have enough good to say about it i i love the soundtrack of the movie like freaking nico and elliot smith Mm. and the the Velvet Underground and the, the Beatles, the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you just like you then can't get better than that so yeah it's my favorite it's one of my favorite movies in general and um I think it's his most like emotionally strong movie and it's also really funny so I, I love the road no I totally agree and and you didn't even uh you didn't even mention our, our the titular Royal Tenenbaum too, which Gene Hackman, it, True, he, yes. he wasn't very kind to was on set, which is sucky. Um, but I do think Gene Hackman's performance in the film is very good too. Yes, well. he's so, really good. He plays the worst person, but he's he's very he sucks. He's very good at that. Um, no, I agree. I love the Royal Tenenbaums too. You know, if I get talking about any one of these too much, I'm like, how is it? is this the best is this my favorite you know um, yeah for sure but my favorite has to be the grand budapest hotel you know i it's just like I, and some people like the more restrained was anderson movies a bit more you know yeah maybe if i wanted respect of like a new york film critic or something i would say rushmore is my number one or something and i love rushmore but um I don't know, the Grand Budapest was what snapped me out of my silly I don't like Wes Anderson thing that I did a few years ago and uh, like that movie is just for one it is like perfect <laughs> like I've said about like six of his movies which is yeah. very redundant but there's the saying every frame of painting right there's the YouTube channel but like that's like a saying in, in, in this movie, every frame is like a, a full museum. Like every single frame yeah. is, is, is like a whole art exhibit that you can walk through. And and like, it's so, you know, you have this immaculately designed movie 
And then you have this incredible central performance that you already talked about from from Ray Fiennes, which is maybe one of the best performances of all time, you know. And then you have it funneled through this story. But the way that they tell the story, right? Like, if you remember, right, the way that the story is structured is it's a girl reading a book written by a guy that had a conversation with an old man talking about uh, someone he knew. Yeah. And, and so I think framing the story that way makes it distant in a way where it has this sense of, of, of not even regret, but of remembering and of, of melancholy and of sadness because it, it's about how the adventure already left. And yet there's such a fondness for just living to the fullest while you're alive, you know? Yeah. And that's what I think that movie means to me. And that's what I love about all of Wes Anderson's movies is Grand Budapest emotionally impacted me. And really like, like I said, people will criticize him for being, uh, you know, too stylish and not enough substance and not enough movement. But for me, he really moves me because of his style and because of what he yeah. does, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think the big thing when we thought about Grand Budapest is it's just like, they always, it's like, yeah, they never finish saying their poems. They yes, never get done, you know, which is a hilarious gag. But then at the same time, it's like, but they, they're going to enjoy trying to say their poems, you know? And yeah. that to me is the whole movie. It's like, they probably won't finish them, but they're going to give it a shot. And that, yeah, that's really and, was Anderson for me. And isn't that what life is too? It's like, we're never going to be finished saying what we want to say. Yeah. But oh, it's totally. fun to try. Well, but there's so much joy just in living, you know? Yeah. So, and also yeah also it's it's a hilarious movie and it's lovely and i love it and superlative words that don't make it sound like i know anything about movies but i just it's just like <laughs> it's good <laughs> but yeah. anyways yeah so that that's our wes anderson ranking right there do you have a do you have a closing statement julia my closing statement is that my list is very arbitrary and could change at any moment in any time except for my favorite one. And um, if if you don't agree, that's fine. And I am happy to hear everyone's takes because I think that he's just a great filmmaker and I love his movies. So as you can tell by the length of this, Parker and I love to talk about Wes Anderson <laughs> and for a long time. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm just a big fan of the guy and I'm a big fan of hearing why certain movies affect other people differently than they affected me and what art can do. And so. No, 100%. Honestly, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything Julia said there. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the podcast episode. If, you, if you've only seen a few Wes Andersons, they're all worth checking out and yes it, they're just great and honestly like yeah we love watching them and uh yeah he's great we're excited for his next movie which right now is called asteroid city but yeah we'll see what we're very pumped we'll see what happens. also i know this isn't about the short films but like go watch his h&m yeah. <laughs> commercial it's really cute no even yeah. though it's for h&m but we love that commercial
the commercial, yeah, is great. Just, just like, don't think of it as a commercial. If that, yes. that's good. Yeah. Okay. They know the fast fashion, but we love, we love the commercial. We love that Thank commercial. <laughs> All right. Well, that is uh, the newest episode of What I Love About Film with Parker Gehring and today with Julia Gehring. Thanks for having me. Yeah, check back again soon. There'll be more chats. All right, we'll see you later. Bye. Anybody interested in grabbing a couple of burgers and hitting the cemetery?